In the Gospel reading, of course, we hear of this great uh, proclamation of Jesus who reads from the, from the book of Isaiah. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to bring glad tidings to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to announce a year of favor or an acceptable year to the Lord, right? The Spirit of the Lord is anointing or is upon Jesus and he is God's anointed one, fulfilled in a very special way, uniquely in Jesus Christ. That same spirit is given to us through the sacrament of confirmation. We are sealed in a special way to be Christ's body, his hands and his feet in this world. Recently, I was reading a book or I've read a book that was called uh, A Million Miles in a Thousand Years. It's by Donald Miller and it's actually a book writing about how his previous memoir was being made into a movie, right? And it starts with sort of his experience of trying to translate a bunch of random thoughts and put them down on paper and, and into a story to which people can understand the story, right? And he goes through this and he realizes in his own life, as they're trying to make something interesting for the screen, that his life was kind of boring, that it had a small horizon, Right? It was limited. And so it's his transformation in this book of, of how he sees us as the authors of our own story and how we are able to really craft a better story. He defines a story as a character who desires something and overcomes obstacles to get it. Right? We're, we're interested in seeing a movie that's like that. Right, a character who desires something and overcomes conflict or obstacles to get it. We're not so interested in watching a story about a guy who goes into the office so that he can save up money and buy a Volvo. Right? It's not the same kind of drama. And often when we are so focused on ourselves that we have this limited horizon, that creates for us a rather boring story. God invites us to a bigger story. God invites us into the story of his salvation, of his love, of his forgiveness, of his mercy, of his power made manifest in this world. And we're each called, through the gift of that spirit, to be part of God's story, to expand our horizons, to have a life that's worth living, to be able to have a purpose and a meaning for ourselves and for those whom we love. This sacrament of confirmation is for you an entrance into that great story. A lot of times when I was a kid and I was in eighth grade, I was confirmed in eighth grade at St. Polycarp, uh, which is, used to be down off Dixie Highway. Uh, I was confirmed there, and uh, I kind of viewed it as graduation, right? Are you, have you all getting ready for graduation this year? Right? I kind of viewed it as graduation. Well, now that's behind me, right? But it's not graduation. In fact, it is the beginning of a new story. It's the opening to how God will use you to do his purposes in this world, to be his hands and his feet, to show his love to others, to expand your life and your horizons so that they have purpose and meaning in God's plan, right? And so it's not a graduation. This is a new beginning. But there are three things that I want you to, to really take with you from the experience of this confirmation that I think we all need to be reminded of. The first thing is that God loves you. Everybody, everybody say, God loves me. God loves me. All right, 
We all know that. We don't all grasp it. We don't recognize it necessarily how profound and how deep and how powerful and how real God's love is for us. Like we hear it and it becomes sort of nonchalant, commonplace. But God loves you. God created you. He's made you. He's redeemed you through Jesus Christ. God loves you. When I was a junior in high school, I went on a cultural exchange program to Japan. I spent six weeks in uh, the countryside, the mountains of uh, Shikoku, Japan, outside of the city of Matsuyama. And I lived there with a family in this little bend in the road, and there were just three houses that were there. And I got out on the bike and I went exploring all over the countryside and found a number of, of Shinto shrines or Buddhist shrines. And I kind of came back from that, raised Catholic, confirmed, but in high school, I had a lot of questions about my faith. And so I came back from that trip, and I kind of thought of God as this impersonal force that was out there, and that we had some kind of connection to, or we could utilize to make our lives better. It was kind of like the force in Star Wars, right? It was that kind of idea about what God was. And then I went on my senior retreat in high school. And on the senior retreat, they, they had parents write us letters. And I don't think they do this part anymore, but they read some of those letters out loud in front of the whole group. And they picked the letter from my dad to me. Now, my parents had divorced when I was seven years old, and I was terrified of what my classmates were going to think and what could possibly be in that letter. And in that letter, he said two things that he's never said to me in person, or he had never said at that point to me in person. One is that he was sorry for the divorce, and the second one was that he was proud of me. Right? Two things. And I broke down crying because of the power of that letter for me and my anxiety around my friends and classmates that were there. They didn't ostracize me, they didn't ridicule me, they didn't joke about me. They came over and they offered support, placed a hand on my shoulder, give, gave me a sign of love. And I encountered through them God's love in a very personal and powerful way. That got me thinking differently. Because I thought, if God is love, and God is love, if God is love, that God must be a person. That we can have a personal relationship, not some impersonal force out there, but a personal relationship with the God who loves us. That we are all here today is a sign of God's love. That your sponsors are here for you is a sign of God's love. That your families are gathered here, that I'm here, Father Jeff, uh, uh, Deacon Todd, Deacon Jim, that all the people are gathered here today for this celebration is a sign of God's love. You are loved. Everybody say, I am loved. God loves you. Don't ever doubt it. When you're in the darkest days of your life, when you're struggling with things, when you have doubts, don't ever doubt that God loves you. Personally, carefully, truly, that he's present to you and he loves you. Now the second thing, oops, <laughs> that would have been bad. Somebody's praying for me. The second thing, so first we're loved by God, right? And then God really does call us, right? He calls us by name. He calls us to himself. He knows who we are and he draws us to himself, that God calls us, that in that call he gifts us. So everybody say gifts. gifts. So you should have studied something about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. 
and we heard both some of the gifts and some of the fruits and some of the works of the Holy Spirit in the readings that we had today, uh, but we know that God has gifted us as he's called us, that he gifts us with the Holy Spirit and with all those different things, but the one Spirit brings about all those other gifts. And this is a little bit of a secret, but every one of God's gifts that he gives to us entails a responsibility for that gift. So every gift that God gives, and there are many, entails a responsibility that we have to use that gift for the good of others and of our world, right? How many of you have seen uh, Spider-Man? You seen that? Any of you have a PS5? I got a PS5 for Christmas, and I, the, it was with the Spider-Man 2 game on it. I, I've only tried to play it. I'm not going to go into that. Um, what is the saying that Spider-Man's uncle says to him? With great power comes great responsibility, right? Every gift that God gives requires from us a responsibility to use that gift. As he calls us, he gives us himself. He gives us gifts and talents and abilities. He gives us all of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. He gives us the gift of our relationships. Each of those things bears with it responsibility to be used by us to its potential and for the good of others. We are blessed by God to be a blessing for others. And then the third thing is that we are sent. God sends us. Now, how many of you have ever been sent on an errand to go do something or get something from the store or something like that? You've been sent on an errand, and usually when, that, when we're sent, we think of that normal sending, we think, okay, you're given $5 and you have to go get milk, right? And, and then you go off and you do that. They say, well, you know, I'll be here when you get back, but good luck, go get the milk and come home. When God sends us, he does it differently than that. God sends us and he says, I will go with you. But I will go with you. He never leaves us alone. And in the sending and where he calls us to go and where he sends us to go and what he we, what he sends us to do, he says he will always be with us. Through the gift of the Holy Spirit that you are sealed with today, and that gift of the Spirit that empowers you, strengthens you, consoles you, heals you, really nourishes you and sends you for mission, for a purpose, for what God is calling you to do or to be, so that you are sent, but not alone. You're always sent with God. Right? He always goes with us. We did hear that gospel reading again when Jesus is in the, the synagogue and he, and he proclaims from Isaiah, the Lord has anointed me, or the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, he has anointed me, and so on, right? God, Jesus was the anointed one of God. Today, each of you become anointed ones of God like him. And did you hear what Jesus said at the end when they kind of all looked intently at him after he'd finished reading, his statement was, today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. That the Messiah has come, the long-awaited one, the Savior of the world, the Son of God has come. Today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. Likewise, with the sacrament of confirmation, today, the scriptures we have heard are fulfilled. God is sealing you with a gift, a gift that proves his love for you, that gives you that gift of the Spirit as he calls you, 
and that sends you to be his presence in this world.